overwhelmed, Bretto. It is perhaps the number one challenge our Wellness Couch listeners face. It's also the number one reason why many listeners can't get to our live events. Well, we have listened to our listeners and we are putting on our first online event, Release Your Overwhelm. So exciting, MP. Put Saturday, November 23 in the calendar. Log in from your phone or your TV or your laptop anywhere in the world and tune in to... Kim Morrison. Brett Hill. Marcus Pierce, Wendy Stewart. And Jason Witten. Release your overwhelm about time, relationships, money, your body, and most importantly, you. Access is just $10 and available at releaseyouroverwhelm.com. Book in now at releaseyouroverwhelm.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. This is Joe Witten, your host. I don't have Fuad with me, sadly, this weekend, but he'll be back soon. Um, today, I'm really excited about interviewing Shelley from Nourishing Bites. Um, She has a really interesting story about her journey through PCOS and changing her diet and then learning um, how to cook beautiful, delicious food that is healthy, but still a really delicious treat. So I think you're going to love this podcast. But before we get started, let me just give you a few updates. Um, Some of you may have seen me on TV last night. That was pretty exciting. My five minutes of fame. (laughs) So I was on SBS Food on the Loving Gluten Free TV show last night and I'll be on again on the next episode next week. So it's Thursday nights at 8.30pm if you want to tune in. Um, If you love cooking and you're gluten free or you're cooking for someone who's gluten free or if you just love cooking with whole food ingredients, I think you'll really enjoy this show. Um, It's so nice to have a cooking show that is for people with allergies or people who just want to eat healthy. Um, It seems to be pretty rare. So tune in and have a look. It's really fun. Um, I really enjoyed being on the show. So in in episode number six, I'm cooking Brazilian cheese puffs. And in episode number seven, I'm cooking my pumpkin chocolate brownie pudding with peanut butter caramel sauce. So that was a big, big hit on set. Um, The photographers gobbled up the the um, results of that cooking show. (laughs) So it was lots of fun. Also coming up, we've got um, Christmas very soon. So I'm preparing a giveaway, oh, a couple of giveaways actually. So keep an eye out on social media, on my Instagram and on my Facebook because we're going to have some quirky giveaways from the store. There's also going to be a really great special coming up very soon. Um, And Shelly is also going to be doing a giveaway with us on Instagram. So that'll be exciting. Um, Now, if those of you who are asking about events, I just wanted to let you know that we don't have any more events this year, but we'll start again in February. So um, Elise and I will be doing some more events together next year. We're looking forward to that. Um, we're, We're looking at Melbourne, Sydney, Perth so far. Um, and then we have a month off because in June we're off to Italy. <laughs> We've been asked to do a gut health retreat, a couple of gut health retreats over there, luxury retreats. So those of you who um, really want to get the other half on board with eating well and healing the gut, this may be your chance. So stay tuned for that. We've got news coming up about that soon. And the next podcast will be with our host for the gut health retreats in Italy. Um, and you'll find that one really, really interesting. Okay, so if you have any questions or feedback or you just want to get in touch, feel free to email me at help at quirkycooking.com.au. There's also the Quirky Cooking chat group where you can go and ask any of your food-related, healthy living type questions. There's a lot of people in that group, uh, like getting close to 40,000, I think, um, that will be able to answer you, and we all have a good chat in there. There's also the Quirky Gaps group on Facebook and, um, of course, the Quirky Cooking Facebook page and Instagram. 
Um, and you'll also find me um, on YouTube and you can listen to the podcasts on YouTube as well. So hopefully we'll catch up in the new year, if not before. Meanwhile, enjoy this podcast. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about Shelley before we begin. Um, so Nourishing Bites began as a market stall, as as a lot of um, product food products do begin at markets, don't they? Um, in 2013, Shelley began making her beautiful, delicious treats um, because she had to change her diet due to health issues. Um, so she's going to tell her story in the podcast, so I won't um, I won't give that away, but just wanted you all to know about this beautiful small business um, located in Townsville. Um, they've been through a really rough time in Townsville in the past year or so with all the flooding and then all the mold remediation and rebuilding and everything um, that's been going on there. And a lot of businesses have had to close their doors. Um, Shelly's still holding on. So you know what? If you can support a small business that's been through a rough time um, by buying some Christmas presents there, do it. I know there's a lot of businesses out there struggling um, due to floods and bushfires. Um, and, you know, we can all do our part to help them um, because you're going to buy Christmas presents somewhere. So try and make it in Australia. <laughs> Yay. So we've got some ideas for presents, but we've also just got a beautiful podcast about a health journey and where it led to. Um, this is not a sponsored podcast. But I would totally love it if you went and had a look at Nourishing Bites page. Um, I think you'll really love what she has to offer. And it's such a beautiful um, business with really good ingredients in the um, treats. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, reading all the ingredient labels and trying to find something that you can eat. I, I'm pretty sure most of you will be able to find something that you can eat um, with with these beautiful delicious treats okay enjoy the podcast i hope it's a treat for you <laughs> bye everyone welcome shelly it's so nice to have you on the show thanks joe and thanks very much for the opportunity to come and chat with you and your audience today about our little business and my health journey oh i'm so excited to share um your delicious goodness with everybody <laughs> um, guys I've been snacking on nourishing bites for a few years now I have to tell you a little story um, when we started gaps you know you, your, your diet is so you feel like your diet is so small with the amount of foods you can have and it feels very difficult at first and it was only oh, probably a couple of months in a few months in and um, uh, Shelly, you contacted me and said, I would love to send you some of my Nourishing Bites treats to try. And I was like, oh, no, I won't be able to eat any of them. And they just look so amazing. <laughs> I, was, I was feeling quite devastated. And you're like, no, 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 I'll make sure that they're all GAPS friendly. I'm like, really? <laughs> and you sent me that beautiful little box of treats. And I remember sitting out on the picnic blanket with the kids outside and we were just like in heaven. <laughs> it was like... I think it was one of our first treats on the GAPS intro journey. So thank you so much for that. I will never oh, forget you're, it. <laughs> you're welcome. We, we're so excited to see that you and your family enjoyed them. Oh, and every year um, your Christmas treats come out and I start drooling over the chocolate hazelnut truffles and things like that. And um, we will definitely share some photos with the listeners. But Guys, if you want Christmas presents, I just have to say it up front, go and have a look at her site because you can order them online all over Australia and the little chocolate hazelnut Christmas trees are what I definitely want to order this year. <laughs> all right, but first, let's get in. we should get into your story first so they know what we're talking about, shouldn't we? It's just important to bring in with chocolate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But tell us a little bit about, um, so before we get into Nourishing Bites and your beautiful, delicious business, maybe you could tell us a bit about yourself because you have a really, you know, you have your own interesting health story that um, I think a lot of women out there will relate to. So maybe you could talk us through what, what you've been through with your health. Yeah, sure. No problem, Joe. So when I was 16, I, like many other young 
ladies was diagnosed with PCOS and this was in the early 90s, mind you, showing mm. my age and there uh-huh. wasn't a lot known about it or how to treat it back then. And so when the symptoms became really difficult to manage and they, for me, were things like swinging between either no periods for months on end and suffering low energy and kind of erratic hormones and moods as a result to having extremely heavy periods for a couple of months, uh, suffering for, from extended periods of insomnia, unwanted hair growth, um, but no teenager, teenager wants to deal with. My mum and I uh, decided to start seeing some medical specialists to get some answers, and we went to many. Mm. And I was put on various medications that unfortunately not only didn't help but in many cases made my symptoms worse and the kind of hormone, hormone imbalances worse. Right. So after a few years of going through that process, I decided to stop and just kind of manage with the symptoms. That wasn't great but was better than kind of yo-yoing all over the place on, the, on these drugs. But when I met my lovely husband uh, in my early 20s and later on we decided we wanted to have children, it became a, a big issue to deal with again because, mm. um, as you would know, it, it has quite a big impact on fertility. And, in fact, the medical specialist that we saw together said that it would be really difficult for us to fall pregnant, um, that I would almost certainly um, need heavy hormone therapy and likely IVF. And whilst we weren't adverse to any of those things, we really wanted to be sure that we'd, we'd exhausted all the possible options for treating PCOS first. So that set us on a path of, of looking at natural ways to manage PCOS. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was go on a low GI diet. Mm-hmm. And whilst that certainly helped with my energy, you know, um, my overall mood and, and also my weight, it didn't resolve my cycle issues and, you know, even in my late 20s, I could go for six months without a period. So wow. uh, I kept looking. And then the, the next thing I looked at was the link between inflammatory foods and PCOS. And that led me to cutting out gluten and dairy. And again, that had a really positive impact on my health generally because I, I discovered that I was highly intolerant to both. And by cutting them out, I, I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. and my digestion worked a lot better, but again, I still couldn't resolve the irregular cycles. And then um, at that time, a lot more research was being done around the link between PCOS and insulin resistance, and through that I started to look at um, lowering my carb level mm. um, so that I wouldn't have such an insulin load um, to deal with, and I cut out grains. And it was incredible. I went from being someone who'd never had a regular cycle to within a few weeks having a, a period and then being wow. like clockwork. That quick. It, it was amazing. And wow. this was a person who'd had suffered from six, the age of 16 through to her mid-30s and all of a sudden it all just kind of fell into place. Hmm. And we were so lucky that within three months of that happening, we fell um, pregnant with oh my goodness. a beautiful little boy who's now almost four and uh, full of um, energy and attitude. Um, <laughs> uh, he, was, he was a miracle for us and we are so, uh, we're so grateful for him and so glad that we decided to walk our own path and, mm. and look at those natural measures because that's not only made my, me as a person a lot healthier. We have our child. My husband um, has since followed the path in this path and, and, and he has it's really helped him to manage anxiety mm. and our son has born in, into our family um, a family eating a whole food diet and as a result I think you know he he, uh, he he's really really healthy super energetic sometimes too energetic but I think we've <laughs> him up well in life as well with this way of eating yeah, yeah. that's wonderful you do hear these stories now and then um, Actually, I've heard a few times people telling me that they went onto a whole food, grain-free, um, low inflammatory diet and finally everything fell into place and, and they'd been trying for kids and they never could and then they got, you know, got pregnant so quickly. And it just amazes me at how 
um, how simple, really, when you look at it, that's so much simpler than taking heaps of medications and going through IVF and all that. I'm so glad that you managed to avoid all of that. And it's, it's heartbreaking for people that have to go through that. And it's such an encouragement to hear that it can be simple like that. Do you feel like it's been um, difficult to stick to this way of eating? Like, have you had to stay that strict or do you feel like, yeah, you in the, early, in the early days it was hard because there weren't many options out there. No. You could just go to the supermarket and buy gluten and dairy-free things. It was a struggle. And so right. in the early days it was definitely harder, especially in in the sweet area. I, yes. I'm definitely a chocoholic. And if we can't have our sweets, what's the use of living? That's <laughs> how I feel. And that's why I started creating my own because there was, yeah, there was no... I wasn't going to continue without having treats that I could have. Yeah. So I, I set about creating those mm-hmm. um, and sharing them with everyone I knew because if I did that, I could eat, I could make more and then eat more. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it and actually discovered a, a passion for it. And when I realised that I was rushing home from my corporate job to bake and then rushing back into work to share my treats to get feedback Aww. so I could bake it that night, I realised that maybe I wasn't where I should be at um, yes. career-wise and started to think about actually pursuing my passion as a, as a business. Oh, that's amazing. So um, going back to when you were younger, did you grow up... Um, just eating the Western diet, was it pretty much just very the usual kind of Aussie diet? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. And um, how long do you think it took you to work through the changes in your diet, like a few years or? Yeah, it was a really gradual process. Yeah. Um, So it started in 2008 and it wasn't until, well, I fell pregnant in 2015. So it was a a seven-year process, a long journey. Mm. And, and I think that was needed, A, because I discovered more and more things about PCOS and, and how to work with it as I went mm. along. Also, I think if it's if you can, making changes gradually rather than trying to cut yes. out 10 things all at once is, is, is much more sustainable and mm. much easier to digest. Obviously, if you have a, a diagnosis like a like celiac disease that mm. means no gluten now, never again, that's a different thing. But that's right. I always, when I talk to my customers, I always suggest that if you can, um, you know, take it take it step by step. Do, you know, yeah. take thing out of your diet at a time. A because it's easy to to deal with, and B so that you can see what the impact of each mm. thing is as you take them out on, on your overall or overall well being. Yes. It's really good that you mentioned that the length of time it took because um, I think it can get, like people get very excited about jumping in and want to do everything at once and then you can easily crash and burn because it was too much at once and you just gave up. Um, but, yeah, it takes time and but it's so worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. And a lesson I had to learn the hard way too was kind of trying to be 80-20 about it as well. Like in the <laughs> days yeah. I was so excited that I was extremely strict and rigid. Yes. And especially when I moved to Townsville and I was trying to get out and meet new people and there weren't many options here. It was a real struggle trying mm. to be 100% all the time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it kind of made me really stressed and that, you know, that can undo the effects of eating well, stress. Yes, so true. Over time, I, I kind of realized where I had flexibility. I knew for me I had no flexibility with gluten because I'd mm-hmm. react straight away. But over time, I realized if I had dairy once in a while, I was going to be okay. Yeah. And so learning to, to be a little bit more relaxed with myself and, mm. and eat, eat to kind of my diet um, 80% of the time was something that was much more sustainable and manageable for me and my and my family yes <laughs> he was kind of, he was very supportive but it was a big you know shock for him all of this yes. change as well no that's that's so true i i think if you learn to listen to your body you can like you say you can figure out which areas you can have a bit of flexibility with but sometimes there's areas you can't um, Absolutely, and if, if I could share any other 
uh, advice. Mm -hmm. When I was studying to be a health coach with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, mm -hmm. they introduced me to a concept called crowding out. Yes. And you would be familiar with it, Joe. Mm -hmm. and it was really helpful for me to change my mindset to not thinking about, not looking at food and saying, I can't have this and I can't have that. Why are you thinking about a sort of restrictive diet? But really just focusing on adding in good yes. things, holding things into my diet that would lead me to naturally just kind of forget about the things that weren't so good to my body because my body would naturally let go of those things. And um, right. especially with treats, that, mm -hmm. that really worked. Once I started making those, you know, rich, decadent, brownies with coconut <laughs> oil and pure dark chocolate i forgot about the dairy milk miraculously yes yes and doesn't it taste awful when you have cheap um chocolate that's made with heaps and heaps of sugar and all sorts of ingredients that really aren't in traditional chocolate but they just help the manufacturers to make money by fluffing them out and then you taste real chocolate and you just it just doesn't compare and you just don't want the other stuff anymore, right? Absolutely. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't go back there again. No. And I, I grew up loving Ferreros. <laughs> uh, every Christmas I'd get a box of 16 in my sand. So <laughs> and they'd be gone by 10 o'clock. I oh, no. <laughs> love them. So one of the first things I said about creating was uh, a chocolate hazelnut replacement and, um, You'll see when you look in our Christmas shop that the menu's heavily dominated by chocolate <laughs> treats, and that's because of me and my childhood addiction to Ferreros. But uh, and it, and you've done an amazing job with um, your now. What's your chocolate hazelnut spread called? It's called Heavenly Hazel. That's it. Yeah, that it's so delicious. You can just eat it out of the jar, but you probably shouldn't just eat it out of the jar. Well, not well, too much. I, I find it hard to go past that, and so many of our customers do. We have um, we have some very high consuming customers, and that, oh, that's that, that, that include us, of course. <laughs> we have some regulars who buy two kilo tubs on oh, a that's week, hilarious. nightly basis, and and they they're using it as their their treat. So they'll yeah. they just spin it out of the tub, but. They'll have a spoon of that and then they won't crave anything else and that's their it's kind true. of for the day. It's actually a very, as you call it, nourishing bite. Um, so it's nutrient-dense and filling and you just have a little bit and you don't need more. And I've even found with your beautiful truffles that I'll just have half of one and, I'm, and that's good enough for me and I'll half it with someone because they're so rich and filling. Um, can I just ask you how you got into your interest in cooking? Did you grow up cooking or just discover that you liked it later? So I've always loved eating. <laughs> <laughs> loved eating, loved food. Um, I was, yeah, I was pretty busy with kind of school and extracurricular things as a kid. So I didn't bake much except mm -hmm. for rich chocolate slice. I'd always, <laughs> I, whenever I craved that, I'd bake it. Um, but it was really through this health journey that I discovered my love for cooking. And, yeah. uh, and that was in my, in my mid-20s. So when I first told my family that I was going to open a, uh, a Nourishing Bites selling food, they, <laughs> they, they had to giggle just because it, you know, it wasn't something that I did before, but they really got behind me. And, oh, and I guess I'm the sort of person that whatever I do, I have to do 150%. So yes. I work and work and work at our recipes until they're both wholesome and really delicious because otherwise they're not a treat and there's no point and you'll, you'll want mm. something um, naughty. So that's right. I don't stop until it's right. Like on some recipes, we've got to version... 50 before oh, yes. I'm like, yep, we're there. And um, my family and friends have been very understanding and supportive in that regard because they're what, helping to taste it all. <laughs> well, yeah, and it doesn't sound like a burden, but when you get the 50th version, that true, you, true. You okay, I don't want any more chocolate hazelnut. Please. But like, I can't tell the difference anymore, Shelley. They're all the same. And I'm like, no, but they're not. That's so funny. Well, just send them up here. I'll taste it for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. As well. I'm sure you'll have a waiting list of people emailing, if you need tasters. <laughs> because they're, yeah, we want them to be the best, absolute best that they can be. So they're gluten-free, 
dairy-free and refined sugar-free um, and your it's completely um, celiac-friendly, your factory, your, what do you call it, facility? <laughs> so yeah. people who are celiac, can they definitely have it? Absolutely. So yeah. we don't allow any gluten in any form into our okay. product facility. That's cool. It's such a, a sensitive, so sensitive for mm. celiac sufferers that I decided from the beginning that you're either in gluten or you're not. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. It just makes it simpler that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Then we're, we're 100% sure that we're not, there's no risk of contamination yeah. um, for our celiac customers. We also offer many vegan options too. Yes. For the growing number of people that um, make the choice or, or need to, to eat vegan for various mm -hmm. reasons. And paleo and, like I said, gaps. So what yeah. sweeteners do you usually use? We, we use a combination of unrefined sweeteners depending on what we're making and what taste profile we're going for. Mm -hmm. um, we use coconut sugar. Mm -hmm. We use um, medjool dates. We use raw local honey. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also use some brown rice syrup. Okay, yep. Oh, that's good. Um, so I'd love for you to tell me a bit about uh, the side of your business where you're trying to work towards Australian indigenous foods because you were talking to me about that the other day and that's really interesting to me. Sure. So we are an indigenous business. My husband and I own the business together and he's indigenous. He, his family's from Thursday Island in the Torres Strait as well as from Shelbourne Bay in Cape York. Hmm. And food has always been an important part of his diet and we want to incorporate um, that culture that he brings to our family and to our and to our child into, into what we do and a big part of that is because the indigenous um, botanicals that we have in Australia are not only local to our countries so using them supports local industry particularly mm indigenous industry but they are truly superfoods we have some incredible superfoods in our own backyard and we like everybody else are guilty of previously embracing all the global trends of goji berries from china and inca berries from <laughs> south america and not realizing that we should, we could be utilizing our own amazing yeah. superfoods they're just as good if not better absolutely <laughs> so in our christmas range this year we've we've included some chocolate baths which are infused with indigenous botanicals like lemon myrtle, which yeah. has excellent antimicrobial properties. Mm -hmm. With our hazelnut um, chocolate that is really rich in protein and other um, antioxidants. Then um, in a tropical bath, we've used kakadu plum powder. And mm -hmm. this is one of the most powerful, most potent superfoods on the planet. It, mm -hmm has the highest recorded levels of vitamin C of yep. any known food. Um, it has off-the-chart levels of antioxidants and a load of other benefits. So mm. um, we're, bringing in, we're bringing those into our treats um, so, that we're, yeah, so that we're embracing our heritage but also using these amazing things in our, uh, in our own backyard. So and, good. And, and reducing our food miles as well. Yeah. Um, we, we want to support local and use local Australian ingredients wherever we can. And you also use the local, well, Far North Queensland macadamias? Yes. So mm -hmm. you would know, Joe, that we make yes. a just big and macadamia slice and we use yeah. macadamias from Wandery Farms in the Atherton Tablelands. Yay. They're not certified organic. They are farmed organically. Yeah. I've um, been out to the farm and um, done a tour and seen how they grow them. It's great. Yeah, and they're a lovely, lovely family. So mm. we also feel good about supporting their family enterprise. So good when you can find these amazing local producers and use their products and know that you're um, helping people with their health as well as helping an amazing business that's local and Australian. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Well, we use a lot of chocolate, given my chocolate addiction, in our products. <laughs> and um, we use Origin Chocolate. Um, an artisan bean-to-bar producer in Orange, New South Wales. Yes. 
well. I was just looking them up the other day. I didn't know you used their chocolate. Okay. We do. So in all of our products, rather than we use a little bit of cacao powder, but we think in order to make them really, you know, rich and decadent and satisfying, we use pure chocolate rather than mm-hmm. just the cacao powder element. Yes. And we, we use a lot of their chocolate and we've just started recently working with Ratio Cacao in Melbourne, mm. another vegan bar artist and producer. Okay. And, uh, they have amazing um, vegan chocolate products. So mm-hmm. we're using their vegan milk and vegan white in this Christmas range and it's just amazing, the taste profile and the texture. So how do they, what do they put in their vegan milk chocolate for the creaminess? The co- coconut milk powder. Okay, yep. And it's, it's really, really great and mm. we're very excited to be using it. And I'm, I, I noticed the origin chocolate. They have the 100% chocolate with no sweeteners and that's probably what you're basing it on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, they also have a keto-friendly friendly chocolate, yes. which is 70, 70% um, cacao and 30% coconut milk powder. Um, so that's a keto-friendly chocolate. Like if you're eating it straight, the hundred. Although it's, I don't find it very bitter. It might be intense for others. So, but that seventy percent keto one is is really palatable. Yeah, yeah. I've had it before when I've made it myself that way without any sweetener, but with the coconut milk. Uh, sorry, the coconut powder or um, like a coconut butter to balance it, and it just takes away that little tinge of bitterness and it yeah you don't really need the sweetener you can get used to not having it at all it's so good yeah, absolutely and and Matt at origin he takes pride in the fact that he conches or marinates his chocolate cacao beans for a good five days and that helps uh-huh. remove a lot of the bitterness yes and it also helps it to be more digestible exactly uh-huh. so um yes yeah, oh that's yeah, really good to know great. okay I'll have to order some of their chocolate as well as some of your treats now. <laughs> this is going to be a very chocolatey Christmas. <laughs> Actually, every Christmas is chocolatey for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> me too, right? Like, I've already eaten like three years' worth of doing the taste testing. <laughs> I bet. I was very disappointed I didn't get to pop into to your facility when I was down in Townsville recently, but was just all too busy. But next time I'm definitely coming in. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about, um, so we'll go back to your everyday way of eating. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have for breakfast, lunch and dinner, like the types of foods that you eat? Just give us a little idea of your day. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So breakfast tends to be high protein, high fat. In fact, a lot of our meals are. So I, and because I'm busy during the day and, and can't always stop for long, I make sure that I'm having like meat. I have quite a lot of meat protein in the morning or mm-hmm. animal protein, whether that be meat or eggs. We use Mvali Creek mm-hmm. Biodynamic Eggs, which are just amazing mm. in our products and at home. Yeah. So lots of avocado and then lots of fresh or, or cooked veggies. Yeah, and can you believe my son loves all of this stuff too? Just because he doesn't so, know any other way. Well, that's it. You start them on the right track, and they just love it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's when I eat. Then then for lunch, it'll be more uh, a salad base. Mm-hmm. So I love sauerkraut. Mm, so that's always the key component: fresh veggies. I have fallen in love with botanical cuisines, macadamia, Persian feta. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've tried it, but it's delightful. What is it called again? Um, Botanical Cuisine is the brand. They're another Mm -hmm. artist and producer in Melbourne. And it's macadamia Persian feta. And where do you buy that? At the local health food store. Okay, I'm going to look out for that. You've got some good health food stores in Townsville. (laughs) Yeah, we're very lucky actually. I'm just thinking of a friend who can't eat dairy who would love that. It's amazing. (laughs) I, I... I grew up loving goat's feta, marinated yes, feta. I think too. it's really close equivalent. And okay. we, we have a pop-up cafe on weekends and mm. we serve it on our own homemade toast and people people just love it. So it, it's not so just good. me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, I'll, often have it, I'll often have that as another component. So lots of fresh veggies at lunch, some more protein if, I, if, I'm, if I'm really hungry, sauerkraut and for the creaminess, 
it, it'll often be that macadamia feta. And then for, for dinner, dinner's quite similar to breakfast for us, really. Protein mm. and lots of veggies. Yeah. And then condiments. Mm-hmm. So condiments like like grout. Sometimes we'll use hummus. We'll use um, gluten and dairy-free dips just to add that, you yes. know, lift, lift up level, I guess you could say, yep. the, the, the meals that we're making that are really just really simple, made yep. from the best quality fresh ingredients that we can get. Um, Funny how um, you can really take a meal to another level just by having a few sides on hand. And I, I love to have in my fridge, you know, things like pate and like you're saying, a nut cheese or some kind of cheeses if you can have dairy and the different fermented veggies and um, what else What else did you just say? Um, oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes we love hummus. So hummus, a yep. lot of pilpel hummus. Okay. Um, that's a supermarket brand, but it's really high quality and pure. Uh-huh. I'd love to make all of these things myself. <laughs> you don't have time. <laughs> well, I'm always recommending to, to friends all the kind of brands we've discovered over the years because we just, yes. it's good to support other businesses and we just don't have, we don't have time. Don't have the time. And, and that's a good point to make because people don't have time to make everything. Um, my business is cooking from home and so it's kind of like I do probably make more things than most people would, but most people are going off to work. And they don't have time to make all these bits and pieces. So it's good to find, um, you know, businesses like yours that have in really pure ingredients and they're delicious. So I, I really appreciate hearing about them. Well, thank you. Well, that's, that's a big part of why we started Nourishing Bites um, was we, when we arrived in Townsville, there weren't any options. Yet, like mm-hmm. everywhere else in Australia, there were plenty of people and a growing number of people um, with dietary considerations. So by setting up a business, making these things, I was, I was building a business, but with the purpose of, of assisting or serving other people in our community with um, similar dietary considerations or, or the growing number of people that don't have particular considerations but want to embrace natural, simple, wholesome foods. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Um for those people out there listening who are just on the, st- on the beginning of their journey and trying to start working towards eating like you do, maybe because they have PCOS or maybe because they're working through other health issues, um, can you give us a couple of the first steps that you feel made the most difference? I know you said removing gluten, but like a more specific, like some of the swaps that you did or... What kind of things would you suggest to start with? Uh, so for me, I, rather than cutting anything out to begin with, I started adding in um, food. So I looked firstly looked at my vegetable intake and realised that that wasn't where it should be at. And That's pretty water. normal for most people. My <laughs> water first. I know they, they told me this at the Institute and I thought, oh, I consume a decent amount of water and I realised I didn't. So, um, okay, that, yeah. that was a, a really s- simple, but it actually made a difference because I think I discovered that part of my sweet cravings were conf- partly my sweet cravings, sorry, were being confused with thirst. Uh-huh. And when I had adequate water, I realized that some of the sweet cravings subsided. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I felt better generally. So that mm. was probably the first thing and then I started to proactively add in fresh more fresh veggies and more fresh fruit um and in order to reduce my cravings for sweets I also I also included the sweeter vegetables Mm -hmm. so making sure and making sure that I was including things that I love like carrots and sweet potato and corn in my diet because although they still have sugar in them they come with a lot of fiber as well and the impact of having more of those in my diet at least initially was I stopped craving the you know the sugary treats so much Mm. um and that that's that that definitely helped me and um I'm just trying to think about where I went from there so starting to build up my fruit edge water and starting to make sure water starting to make sure I had adequate healthy fats in my diet so started adding in a lot more nuts, making sure I was having avocado. I loved avocado, but I, I just increased the quantity. Yes. Um, 
as well as making sure that every at least one meal a day for me and not everybody wants yes, that much or wants that much. You know, wants to eat animal protein um, or can, but for me it's important. Like that's mm-hmm. how I feel. We're just consciously increasing that. Mm-hmm. And I found that um, once I'd done all of those things, um, cutting gluten and dairy was a lot easier because yeah. like, it's kind of full of these fresh other things that they mm-hmm. kind of blocked off. Um, yeah. When I did crave things like bread or pasta, we're really fortunate at least now to be in a time where you can purchase high-quality substitutes mm. from a food store. Yes, true. No, no, those are really good tips. Thank you. Um, so continuing on with your business now, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing for Christmas? Absolutely. So we, <laughs> I would love to tell you. Um, we've recently released online. Um, so our website is nourishingbites.com.au, uh, a Christmas offer that we can deliver anywhere in Australia. Which is very exciting. We're well, really excited. My friend, my friend in the USA is very disappointed that you're not delivering to the USA. <laughs> uh, I promised you the other day, Joe, that I'll look into that. But for at least, given the case, I'm not sure if a Christmas tree would make it all the way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But um, Australia-wide is pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a big breakthrough um, for us to figure out yeah. how to ship um, overnight. And so for... To support that offer, we're offering free shipping for orders over $100 mm-hmm. and otherwise a flat rate of $8. So we're trying to make it as accessible as possible. That's really good. We've got a broad range of Christmas gift packs available, everything from the $15 price point, which might be great for teacher and colleague gifting. Mm-hmm. So little Heavenly Hazel gift packs that are beautiful mixed box of chocolate truffles. Yum. Uh, they're my favourite. Right up to the $30, so then $30 price point and we've got the, the Christmas trees that you mentioned earlier, Joe. that I just can't stop eating myself. <laughs> you need to buy them so I don't eat them. And they look so pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, we have a, you know, a $50 price point and that's our best selling, that's a box of 15 of our absolute best selling treat, which is the chocolate hazelnut truffle that you mentioned earlier, Joe. Mm-hmm. And actually the idea for Heavenly Hazel in a jar came from that because we were making a fudge for the centre and um, one day a customer said to me, I love what's in the middle so much, I just want to eat that and kind of the light went <laughs> on. Like, I could put that in a jar and yes. that's how Heavenly Hazel was born. <laughs> we, have, we have the big packs of those and then um, a mixed treat box um, that ranges from $80 to $100 dollars per box and it's just a totally amazing treats so um yeah we would love for you to jump online and and check them out if you have any questions at all don't hesitate to to email us and i'll put the link in the show notes for anyone who needs a link to click on but if you search nourishing bites what is it what was it dot com dot au yeah that's correct you'll find it um and we're also going to do a Christmas giveaway. Hey. <laughs> so, guys, if you are on Instagram, keep an eye out on the Quirky Cooking Instagram because uh, Shelly is going to give away some of her Christmas treats on my Instagram very soon. So keep an eye out. It's Quirky Cooking on Instagram. And you'll probably share it on yours too maybe. Hey, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah. So either one, you'll find it Um, because we just think that everyone should be able to have treats, even if you're on a special diet. It's very important to have um, something to make you happy, which chocolate does. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what we're all about. And And at the heart of everything we do is making treats that are not only wholesome but also gobsmackingly delicious so that you do feel like you're treating yourself and you don't feel like you're missing out you don't yeah especially coming up to christmas because you know if you're on a strict diet around christmas it can be a bit depressing thinking what am i going to eat and that brings me to my last question for you i would love to know um do you have a menu plan or planned already for christmas or do you have a basic idea of the kinds of things you usually eat at christmas because i would love for you to share that well, we being in tropical North Queensland, <laughs> yes, um, 
um, the traditional roast is difficult. Um, yes, especially so, in Townsville. Whew, yeah. so hot. We've got at Christmas, so we have a lot of fresh seafood, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. It yeah. is amazing local fish and seafood up here. So um, for Christmas, we'll be eating a lot of uh, a lot of fresh fish and seafood, salads, some yeah. some veggies, and definitely some treats. <laughs> Casey James, our, our little boy, um, is probably our biggest fan and ambassador. In fact, uh-huh. he's the boss. He, tell, he comes into our cafe on the weekend and tells everybody that he, he's the boss. I could <laughs> say the other day that he'll be the boss one day and he said, no, mummy, I'm the boss now. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, it's cute because everywhere we go and, we're, and everywhere we see our signs and products out, he gets really excited. So. Aww. The first thing he'll want to do on Christmas morning after opening um, Lego that he wants from Santa, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be enjoying some tree, Christmas trees of our, yes. our few other things and then, uh, yeah, um, slowly moving into the, the Christmas lunch that I mentioned. Oh, delicious. Um, and do you have any recipes online for your treats that we could share or are they all secret? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. In fact, I should mention that we offer workshops to share some of our key oh recipes. do you we're going to do some online workshops next year so that people That's can, exciting. can join in um if you yeah we, we we are going to share a special christmas recipe very soon and it, it has something to do with chocolate and something to do with hazel so uh, if you follow our page mm-hmm. our facebook instagram pages you'll you'll see that pop up very soon oh thank you that'll be great all right well i'll put links in the show notes and um keep an eye on instagram guys because the giveaway will be up within a couple of days and we don't want you to miss out so if you're only on facebook um you need to get onto instagram because <laughs> this is just an instagram giveaway so guys it's going to be very delicious Thank you so much for sharing your story, Shelley. And if anyone wants to contact you, they can just contact you through your website. Yeah, absolutely. There's an inquiry yeah, page there or through Facebook or, or Instagram. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, thank you for anyone in advance for, for supporting our business. Um, it's, I guess most people would be aware that we oh, yes. had a pretty tough start to the year in Townsville. Sorry, I did mean to, mean to mention that. Tell us. For those down south who may not know, maybe you want to just share a bit about that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So we had a, a monsoonal flooding disaster here in February, um, which took, has taken a huge toll on our community, both at a personal and a, a business level. Even nine months down the track, so many people are still out of their homes as mm. the process of slowly rebuilding all the homes that were flooded in Townsville continues. And all the um, mould remediation. Ugh. Absolutely, and so many houses were affected and yeah. there's been so much construction that can happen at once that it's a sort of everyone's in a queue and mm-hmm. um, even even this Christmas in the area that we live in, you know, there are so many people still out of their homes. So it's 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 been a tough year and, and for us, like many businesses, um, we were affected both personally, losing our home and, and our, our business. You lost your home. We did. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh no, that's we're, we're you know we're, we're recovering it. Thank you. Um, it, it was tricky because um, we were flooded business at the same time and wow. trying to deal with both at once with a little boy. Um, mm. One of the issues was that so many people needed a, a place, a rental place to live, that they were taken up really quickly, and yeah. um, many people like myself leave town. So. Um, we ended up on Magnetic Island for a couple oh. of months. Um, although it sounds <laughs> like trying to fix a business um, to find a new home and commute six days a week um, with a little one um, was very was overwhelming. I don't know how you managed to keep going. I, my hat, ta- I take my hat off to you. <laughs> wow. And it was very sad to see. We're, we, I mean, we had to seriously consider what we were going to do with with our business because mm. it was impacted for so long and we couldn't send our orders out of town and we've got a lot of out-of-town customers for quite a long time because the roads mm-hmm. are blocked and naturally yeah. in Townsville so many of our customers were so busy with trying to rebuild their lives that you know treats were 
um, on the bottom of the agenda. Yeah, exactly. And whilst we totally understood that, that obviously placed a lot of stress on us and um, yeah. a lot of our fellow business owners have, have had to make the hard decision to close this year mm. um, because, of course, this flooding came on the back of um, a depressed regional economy and yeah. it's been pretty tough in Townsville for a few years. So the flood was the, the final straw for many for a people. lot of people, yeah. So, we're really fortunate that the community is really banded together and, and trying to help everybody rebuild mm. and the government's also giving businesses like ours a lot of support. But we, the key for all of us to build resilience in the future is expanding beyond our local market. So really getting the word out about, about our businesses to mm. um, other parts of Australia. So I'm really grateful to you, Joe, for giving us the time to share what we mm. do and, um, yeah, hoping to, to spread the word and um, yeah. actually come back stronger than we were. Well, I've been seeing um, a lot of posts on Facebook. Um, what's that group that of um, uh, businesses from, like, the areas that are affected by the fires? Yeah, there's um, that and there's also Buy From The Bush. That's which- it, Buy From The Bush. And then there's, yeah, it's so good to see people getting behind these small businesses and saying, okay, well... If we can buy from them instead of someone overseas, we're going to help people in our own community. And I think that's really important right now in Australia, especially at Christmas time. You know, get behind the local businesses in areas where they're really struggling. Um, it's not, it's, it's no, you know, it's not hard to buy something from these local businesses because there's so many good ones. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, we're, we're trying to do the same here. So, and and we, we ourselves try to buy from regional suppliers so that mm. you know, we're all helping each other. Yeah, it's so good that we can do that, help each other out. Well, thank you so much and I, I hope that um, business keeps picking up for you and that the, um, yeah, the devastation from the floods and the fires and people all over Australia working through you know, getting their businesses back up and running can have a good Christmas. And for those of you out there thinking of Christmas gifts, go and have a look at Nourishing Bites because you will not regret it. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we'll definitely get that giveaway up very soon on Instagram, so keep an eye out. Um, And thank you so much, Shelley. It's been great to have you on the show. My pleasure, Jo. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.